I was, I was watching Home of the Year last night um, and it's a bit of escapism, isn't it? A half hour and uh, lovely houses, lovely houses. Uh, John and Kasia down in Clare and uh, Ian and Sarah uh, down in West Cork and Tim and Aoife in, in Dublin. And of course, the three judges are back and they were on with uh, Oliver yesterday morning. And I, I was looking at it last night, you know, loving the, you know, you just, you get a bit of envy, don't you? House envy. Uh, but I, I then I got, I got glasses envy Hugh Wallace, I was thinking, could I wear statement glasses? <laughs> and then the quick answer to myself was no. I, I'm sort of envious of people as well who can wear those. Like the, He has the big statement glasses. Jason Byrne has statement glasses as well. A lot of people have them. It needs You need to have a neck to wear them. I just, ones that sort of look invisible, they'll suit me. Now, Sinead, Sinead Neulacon, you're, you're a spectacle wearer yourself. I am, yeah. I do consider from time to time should I go and get laser done, but I think I'm too chicken for the actual laser right. and the smell and <laughs> the smell. whatnot. But maybe in the future. Well, people have told me about the smell and that's what, quite burning. off-putting. A burning smell, is yeah. it? My word, of course. Yeah, laser on, on flesh, yeah. Mm, yeah. And what yeah. about statement glasses? It doesn't last for too long. You know Hugh Wallace, he has those those pink sort of geometric type glasses. Um yeah. Are, yeah, would you go uh, with something to make a big statement? I in the past I have. Okay, maybe not as big a statement as Hugh has made in the yeah. past, but I used to have um very dark frames and maybe I had them when not as many people had them, oh, say in secondary school. Ahead at of the stage. curve, ahead of the curve. But, <laughs> but I'm going backwards because I have a pair of glasses on today. I'm just looking at myself in the mirror here. And I'm like Deirdre Rashid from um Carnation Street. <laughs> right, <okay. laughs> or sorry, Deirdre Barlow. I think they're all back in vogue, those ones. Yeah, they I think are. I think they are. Yeah. Um, now you're out in sunny Kimmage. It is still sunny up there, is it? It's very sunny. Yeah. Up. yeah. And this morning it was uh, wasn't great at all. It was pouring down, but it's a lovely day. And yeah, I'm out in Kimmage and uh, enjoying myself and enjoying seeing the surroundings here. And what are you going in search of? Well, there's an event on this Saturday in the Convention Centre, the Dublin Card Show, and it's organised by two guys, Enzo and Jason. They're friends from college and they have collected soccer cards. They have their own company and it's called Soccer Cards United. So they have really rare cards, not just of soccer players. They also have baseball cards, they have basketball cards, Star Wars cards, Stranger Things cards, so many. They have their own personal collections and then they have a collection that the company own. And they've set up this event that's going to take place. People are going to travel from Los Angeles, from the UK, from Toronto. They're coming from all over the world to have a look at the cards, maybe to buy, also to sell. So it's uh, happening this Saturday, but I'm on my way out to them now because they're preparing for it. And 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 these are worth a lot of money, some of them. Some of them are worth a lot of money. And some of these cards, they have some, uh, and there are only one of that type of card in the entire world. How does that happen? How priceless they are. How does that happen that there's only one of them? We're going to find We're out soon find enough. Out. That's all I want to ask them that. And, and how can somebody pay like two or three thousand euro for a piece of cardboard two inches by three inches? I want to find out that as well. It's, it's, yeah, it fascinates then, me, I have to say. It fascinates me. Yeah. But yeah. then you could say, well, why does somebody pay millions of dollars or euros for uh, an expensive painting? You know, different strokes for different folks. Yes. Okay. I, I won't argue the point. I, I could, but I won't. I could, but I won't. <laughs> 
You can argue with it with Jason and, uh, okay, and Enzo yeah, and in a few Enzo, minutes' time. Right, okay. Uh, so on the way out, you, you, you stopped and you were chatting to people as you do. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, talking to them about sports stars because we are going out to see all these cards with different soccer players or Formula One drivers. But I wanted to know who, who, who do people like out there? What are their, who are their favourite sports stars? Mm. So I was out and about around Pierce Street earlier today and I got talking to different people. And the first person I met was Sarah. Katie Taylor, she's amazing and I think she's setting such a good example for all the young girls out there really in line with the 2020 vision, can't see it, can't be it and she's really showing that if they want it they can be it. So, Do you play sport? I do play sport, yeah. Are you any good? <laughs> Some might consider me good. I'm recovering from an injury but I've played internationally myself. I play basketball. My mum used to play as well and she was on the Irish team so it was always kind of a, again if you can't see it I saw my mum do it and ah. I was like I want to do it as well. So I did, recovering from an injury at the moment and I'm actually only back like a month but delighted to be back <laughs> the name's Sarah Kenny <laughs> Sarah Kenny is Sarah Kenny tall? Sarah Kenny is tall and I googled her the moment she left my right. sight <laughs> But yeah, I couldn't believe my look because uh, she stopped and she started to talk to me and then all of a sudden she started to tell me her story and who'd have thunk it? Yeah, who'd have thunk it? Who else did you meet? I met Alan as well. Ah, uh, Roy Keane. <laughs> Just because of the way that he carried himself on the pitch. He was a competitor. Um, he was a good player, covered every blade of grass. He was just a, a captain that everybody wanted to play for. Yeah, uh, mm. a lot of people would agree with Alan on that one. Yeah, I used to share a bedroom with my brother around about the time that Roy Keane played for Manchester United. So the room was covered in posters <laughs> of Keno and Cantona and Beckham and Scholes yeah. and Butt yeah. and you name it. Yeah. They were all there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tom, uh, older than Alan, I'd say? Yes. Franz Beckenbauer, he played for Germany, captain Germany, uh, he managed Germany. He was called the Kaiser. He played for Bayern Munich, won the European Cup and all that. He said he was a fantastic player. He was a, before his time playing football. I had the pleasure of shaking hands with him when he managed the uh, German side up in Lansdowne Road. Always oh, a gentleman. Them days you got a programme at the games, a big programme. I still have the programme with the signature on it, you know. And I'd love to give it to someone. I'd love to give it to someone that would really appreciate it, you know what I mean? Because, I mean, it's, it's just lying out there, you know what I mean? Could be worth something. Just meeting was worth everything. Oh, it's not a lovely... Yeah. Just yeah, meeting it's not him was worth everything. Money. No, no. Mm-hmm. Who else did and you meet? Tom, well, oh, sorry, just really on. quickly, Tom had a very interesting story. I didn't manage to catch it on tape, but he was telling me about um, a World Cup semi-final. I think it was 1970. It was Italy or Italy versus Germany and um, France was playing and he broke his collarbone during the match, but he continued to play. Uh, so that was another little bit of information heroic. that Tom had for yes. me today. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, I met Hillary. I love Simone Biles. I think that she's just got brilliant stamina. She's won something like seven Olympic medals and world championships. And when she was having like mental health pressures, she decided to step away, I think, from the Olympics, which also was um, just really impressive for someone of that like stature, you know, professionally to be able to put her own well-being first. And uh, she's just got a great attitude. So it's all round. And it's also the sport is very entertaining, gymnastics for me. Yes, the most skillful mm. sport in the world, in my estimation. Yes, gymnastics. and it's it's lovely to watch mm. as well. She has a move named after her. Did you know that? Oh, I did. I did. You, you'd want to go this evening, uh, if you have time, and uh, bring it up on YouTube. Uh, she yeah. she does things in the air. I, and I'm fascinated to know how she knows where her body is, how she knows yeah. where what she's doing with her left arm and her right arm and her, you know, oh, no. everything. <laughs> anyway, really looking forward to Paris for the, for the gymnastics, because that's always the highlight mm-hmm. for me. 
in the Olympic Games. So that was Hillary. That was Hillary, yeah. Next up, John. Marvin Hagler, famous boxer, infamous legend. Do you box yourself? God, no, I couldn't box away with a paper bag. <laughs> Come on, John. <laughs> like that. <laughs> and Graham oh, was a fan of boxing as well. Sugar Ray Robinson from boxing. Set the trend for boxing, technique, skill, set the benchmark. And everyone else followed, like Muhammad Ali, Sugar Ray Leonard. Big boxing fan. He's always one that speaks out to me because when you watch him, I said he had everything. He initiated everything. He fought in four different weight divisions and won titles there as well. No, not cut from the same cloth anymore as that. No. Well, mm-hmm. there's one person who maybe is, isn't there? Say that again? I, I say there's one person who maybe cut from the same cloth. Katie Taylor and Laura oh. cited Katie uh, as her favourite sports person. If you're Irish, it's going to be Katie Taylor. She's an amazing ambassador. She's been true to herself from the start. She pursued soccer, boxing. She's pursued her dreams, her careers, everything. You don't hear any drama. A great ambassador for men, women, children, families alike. I would have known her when I was younger. We played soccer together on the North Leinster team. She might remember that. Yeah, I remember the old times in Oreo Park and playing in Dundalk and stuff. And yeah, she went her way, chose boxing. I went my way and chose soccer. Were you successful? Quite successful, yeah. I mean, I got a full scholarship. I lived in the States. I studied social work. Um, I was there for seven years. So yeah, I mean, now I'm working away. I don't play anymore. I'm retired. Play a bit of recreational soccer and now I'm playing tennis. Ah, you met a lot of great people today, didn't you? I was very lucky with the people I stopped, wasn't I? Yes, you were. Um, And Katie Taylor was mentioned there, so two people mentioned her, Laura and Sarah, earlier, but there were a good few people who did mention her name as well, but maybe weren't happy to be recorded Uh on the day. So she was very, very popular with uh, the people who were out and about on Pierce Street earlier today. And the final word goes to Fergal on his favourite sports star. I'm not a huge sports fan, but my daughter is a huge runner. And we are big fans of Rashida Adelecki. My daughter runs up in DST in Dublin, so a shout out to them. They're amazing. She's just a wonderful sports star, a great role model for people. She's going to be the best in the world. There's no doubt about it. And do you run? I run, (laughs) but it's not really running. I watch my family run away into the distance from me. Maybe I'm the problem. (laughs) <laughs> That's very good. Yeah. Nicely said there by Virgo. Oh, yeah, Lord. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so you're going off to meet Enzo. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Enzo and Jason, yes, yeah. yeah. And Ray, would you believe, I know I was saying earlier that it's sunny, but I've wrapped up. I have a wool jumper on because I've been warned where they store the cards, it has to be at a certain temperature wow. because if it's too warm, uh, damage will be caused to the cards and they have to keep them in such great uh, condition. So um, you, you'll yeah, probably I have, have to, my woolly jumper you'll, on. You'll probably have to don gloves as well because if you're oh. going to handle them or else they might be in plastic. Sometimes they're in plastic. I uh, wonder if they'll let me hold them. Well, well there you go. There you go. <laughs> Don't touch that! Don't touch that! <laughs> It'll be like Dougal with the red button. Yes. Do not press. <laughs> oh, see, see you later, Sinead. Bye. Okay, bye. 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 Five on five, five on Ray at RTE.ie. Neelain Asparum, Ronan Osnudig and um, Miles O'Reilly and that's one of the songs nominated for Best Original Folk Track and the winner will be announced next Tuesday and we've how many? Three more to go and we'll be playing those over the coming days. Uh, Sinead Neulicon. Hello Ray Constanto. Come on. Neelain Asparum, there's no lack, I've no, I don't lack anything, is that it? No. I think so, Neelain Asparum, yeah. New <laughs> <laughs> Asnov. No, it's Aspa. Asnov, Nilian Asnov. No, it's Aspa. Aspa. Um, a lack of, yeah. Yes, yes. So I don't have a lack of anything. Yes, I have everything. Is that, I suppose, a way of saying that? Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. 
that's really lovely that uh, Nilane Asper Oram run Nusnudig and Miles O'Reilly. Now, uh, Sinead, uh, you're with Sha- Enzo and Jason. I sure am, yeah. I'm in the warehouse here in Kimmage. As I was saying to you earlier, it's cool here. I have my woolly jumper on. It has to be at a certain temperature for the cards that they have. I'm looking at some glass cases here and I'm looking at the cards. I can see George Best. I can see Liam Brady. I can see, who else do we have? Lewis Hamilton and so many more. Robbie Keane is there as well. And Enzo and Jason are by my side. They're busy today because... Next Saturday, the Saturday coming, that's when they will all be gathering their cards, not just Enzo and Jason, but all the people who are coming, especially to Ireland for the big card show that's going to be on in the convention centre. And these two guys have organised it. Great. Uh, I'll talk to Enzo first. Uh, How are you doing, Enzo? Hey Ray, I'm not too bad at all, not too bad at all. Yeah. Preparation's going well, we're feeling good, we're happy to be here. Good, is, is this the first card show in Dublin of this yeah, size? this is yes. the inaugural Dublin oh, card right, show, right. yes. Great, well congratulations on getting this far. Uh, Thank you so much. Uh, any nerves? No, no, it's it's starting to get it's starting to get well. We we had a, a bit of a scare yesterday, uh, thinking who's going to clean up the spills of their spills, but we've ironed that out. We've ironed <laughs> out all the staffing issues. Right. Um, we've myself and Jason have travelled all over the world, um, the United States and all over Europe, to card shows, and we basically said we're tired of travelling to a show. We need to do one here, and that's basically uh, right. how it came about. Now, now these are, are football cards in the main. Yeah, in the main football, we are we have a, a business, Soccer Cards United, so we, we focus on the soccer, but there there's also Formula One, there's entertainment cards like Disney, Star Wars, there's NFL, NBA, there's it's everything. Anything that can be put on a card, it is that, but it will be mostly soccer, but there will be a big mix. Can you explain the why of this to me, Enzo? Talk to me. <laughs> why do people collect... Why do adults collect cards? I can understand why a 10 or 11 year old would collect cards for yeah. his favourite team or whatever. But why does it transfer into adulthood then? And why do people pay large amounts of money for a piece of cardboard two by three inches? Well, I think because most adults used to be children, I think is one thing. Um, <laughs> once they grow up, they get their jobs, they have their money. Um, and I suppose kind of our generation, like myself and Jason be 27, our generation don't really necessarily want to buy fine art. Uh, we're kind of into the kind of higher end collectible space that's where we are it's the same as buying a game used jersey it's just a way I suppose to be closer to the athletes that you love but it's also just a bit of crack to be honest right Uh, and what's your prized possession my own prized possession I'm an AC Milan fan so I have an Olivier Giroud uh, from 21-22 I have a one of one so this is a card that there is only one of in the world this is the only card um, and that is mine. It's a top's finest footballer, Olivier Giroud, from us being in the Champions League. Okay. Why and how do they make just one? Yeah, so that's the thing that people struggle to get their heads around. When you think of the likes of match attacks and you think of kind of what you conventionally would remember with yes. cards, everything is kind of the same. If you got a Giroud and I got a Giroud, we'll have the same one, right? Yeah. But yeah, there's a whole convention of naming different uh, parallels. There's different versions of the same card that come in different colours and they're basically serial numbered at the back. So the rarest of them, of course, is the one of one. So when a box comes out, you'd open a box, open packets, there's various things inside of it. And if you're lucky, you could get a one of one, at which point you will have a card that only one was literally manufactured uh, with that kind of appearance on it, if that makes any and sense. And you know that for a fact? Yes, 100%, yeah. Right. Uh, put me on to Jason there. Yeah. Thanks, Enzo, for the moment. Hello, Ray. How are you? How are you, Jason? Peter Osgood. What's that? Peter Osgood. 
What about him? No, no. I just remember my, my, my older brother used to support Chelsea, so he had a Peter Osgood card. Uh, a little bit before my time, I think. Yeah, yes, I, way before you. You probably didn't know who Peter Osgood was, did, did you? No, I think my granddad was one of his mates, maybe. <laughs> did your granddad play for Chelsea as well? <laughs> what's your, what's your uh, prize possession? Uh, my first possession is probably um, this George Best uh, on-card autograph from a 2002 Manchester United set that a company called Upper Deck produced uh, back in 2002. Um, there's a, a show in London, the London Card Show, uh, that we've been going to every three months or so for the mm. last two years. And on our first one uh, there, we met a, a Tipperary man named Steve uh, who'd been living in Surrey um, for the last 20 or 30 years. And he came up to us and kind of delighted to, to see some fellow Irishmen at the show, started chatting, started telling us about this mad collection that he put together and never showed anyone uh, over the last kind of, you know, couple of decades. And he told us about these George Best autograph cards and us kind of having been to loads of events and spending a lot of our time on the internet looking at what cards are out there we decided, you know, we haven't seen any of these, we'd like to buy one off you, and he said, it's not for sale. And then every two or three months, we'd go back to London, and every time, you know, like like clockwork, we'd say to Steve, Steve, when are you going to sell us this George Best card? He mm. said, it's not for sale. And just a week and a half ago, we were there, and he showed us that he'd sent it away to America to have it authenticated and graded. Um, so it was in excellent condition, near mint condition, and it was all authentic. And so we said, right, have you got a price for us? And uh, he did have a price, and we were able to, to get a deal done. So just kind of from the... The long, drawn-out thrill of the chase. I think that's probably my favourite. Ah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, signed by George Best? Yeah, signed uh, the, the actual card itself. So sometimes the cards are, they'll have stickers of autographs. So the athlete will get a big sheet of stickers, sign all the stickers, uh-huh. and then in oh, the manufacturing yes, process, yes, they'll yes. be stuck on. But this is actually an on-card autograph. So he held the card and he, he personally signed it. Yeah. Whoa. Um, yeah. So did you buy that for your personal collection or for the company's collection? Um, so that would be that's one for the company right yeah. okay. I'm just trying to <laughs> I don't know who you have listening from revenue so that's for the company yeah um, so yeah that's it that's one of my personal collection like just because of the Irish connection as well with George yes, Best yes. obviously I, so you have another Irish connection one which is a one of one you see I'm in the lingo already oh my uh, god Jason. Right. <laughs> yeah, you put me to shame here uh, yeah, we have a one-on-one Robbie Keane uh, from a collection called 2016 Panini Select um, that we picked up. It was it was on sale at an American auction house. And I said to Enzo, look, this Robbie Keane's coming up. I really want it. Uh, you're a bit of an idol. You just stay up and buy it from me in the auction. It won't go expensive because there's not many people who are looking for it. Yeah. And he fell asleep uh, before the auction <laughs> ended. So the next morning I said, how much did that go for in the end? I said, I don't, he said, I don't know. I fell asleep. Um, so we had to hunt down the fellow who did buy it. We said, how much did you pay for it? Um, he said he paid, I think, $300. And um, we said, okay, fine. Look, we'll double your money if you just give it to us. He said, okay. And now, so I have it for $600. And it's one of those ones where there's nothing like it. Um, I'm kind of consider myself to be the top collector of Ireland cards right. worldwide. Not that it's a heated market. Um, but if someone came to me and said, you know, I'll give you, you know, I'll give you a grand, I'll give you two grand. I just, I'd, I'd say no, because although it would be a good move financially or something you just can't replace. Whoever I sell it to will, will put it away in a vault and never see it again. So I'd rather just put it in my own vault. So, so on Saturday then, so there's people from all over the world coming um, and, and I'm, yep. I'm interested in Steve's story with his signed George Best card. So he was holding on to it and holding on, holding on to it. So there'll be people there on Saturday who will have cards and they're just really showing them off as opposed to wanting to sell them. Is that it? It's part of it. Yeah, so some people will come as, as just pure exhibitors and they'll okay. just be showing us our collection, their collection. And, you know, some people enjoy the kind of bragging rights thing of having stuff that they won't sell because 
you know, people are like making you offers and, you know, it's a nice little ego boost. Um, but uh, yeah, there'll be some exhibitors and some vendors and then there'll be some people who are coming looking for cards for their personal collection. And, you know, the dream scenario is you have a card that somebody else wants for their personal collection. They have one ah, you want yes. you and you can, you can swap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm familiar with that. Activity. <laughs> uh, I have the full, this is one of our listeners, um, Jason. I have the full Italy 90 Panini football collection and coins to match. Is that worth much? Bring it to the Dublin Card Show on Saturday and find out. Brilliant answer. Brilliant answer. And there's other stuff as well. There's jerseys and other other memorabilia. Yeah, the last couple of years we've been at an event called KitCon Era um, that our friend Paul runs. So that first one was in Dundalk, second one was in Dublin last year. And we asked Paul if he'd like to um, kind of do a show within a show and put his KitCon Era uh, on inside the Dublin Card Show. He said yes. So we have uh, match-worn jerseys from Marco Van Basten, George Best as well, in the LA Aztecs match-worn jersey, and loads of stuff from the Irish Sports Museum. We have a match-worn Brian O'Driscoll jersey that he wore against the All Blacks, all sorts of stuff. So there's memorabilia as well. Uh, final question uh, for you, Jason. What's the ratio of men to women? Uh, in terms of collectors? Yeah. I would say it's probably 90-10. 90-10, okay. Uh, we're, we're working on it, we're yeah, working on yeah, it. Yeah, no, good luck. The Dublin Card Show, the inaugural, sorry, Dublin Card Show in the Convention Centre uh, this Saturday. There's still tickets available. Enzo, Patriarca and uh, Jason Flynn, thank you so much and thanks to Sinead and Eulicon as well. Thank you all. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1.